first of all, how did you two meet? Diesel, you want to do? <laughs> I, I, I'll let Jay. Uh, you know what? I met him. He met. He was on the on one of my video shoots. Uh, we we Don't got paired like up by mutual friends. <laughs> No, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Let's start over. Let's start over. I gave you the option. Okay, let's start over. All right. All right. Go. So, I'll, I'll let Jay. I'll let Jay kick this one off. Let me let Jay introduce himself first. Tell the folks a little bit about you, your background, what you do, and uh, you know why I asked you to come on today. Okay. Um, my name is Jay Davis. I'm a writer, producer. Um, I act a little bit, and. Uh, <laughs> What was the other question? Oh, you asked me to come on here because you're an amazing person and we went to high school together. <laughs> and initially, I didn't even remember that. I was like, oh, yeah. Wow. That was, that was a disclaimer right there, huh? <laughs> you know what? When when I was a senior, you were a freshman, so I wasn't really looking back. That's all. Right. I, 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 get out. I did the same thing. <laughs> I was trying to get out. All right. Thank you for coming. Dante, can you tell the public about yourself? Well, I am Dante Diesel Williams, uh, director and producer, and most of the time executive producer. I, I don't really act. I'm, you know, my, my acting that I've done is not going to win any awards right now. So uh, you never know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm more behind the scenes. Not well. Yeah, not on that. I don't think he's winning any awards. Not not my acting, rather. So. Okay, you're directing and you're producing. We got you. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, and uh, and and uh, and I am a full-time TV news photojournalist, so uh, we're, I actually do work in TV. Nice, nice. Okay, so you hold Emmy, down Emmy Award winning people. People, people hit people and tell say say Emmy Award winning, Emmy Award winning. Nice. See, I didn't even know that. Oh wow, Jay, I blame Jay. <laughs> you should blame me for not doing my research. <laughs> I, I always blame him for everything. That's that's pretty much how it works. <laughs> no, we so, gotta we have to we have to retake a, a scene because somebody's phone rings. It's Jay. You blame Jay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So how did you two gentlemen meet? All right, Jay, I'll let you take this. All right. A mutual friend of ours, his name is Jay Hollins. He's a singer songwriter. Um, I interviewed him on my, my uh, radio show I had a long time ago. And he was like, hey, man, you said I'll come to my video shoot, make a cameo on the video. I said, cool, no problem. So I get there, and uh, he's like, hey, uh, this is my boy Diesel. He's the director. You guys can link up. You guys are on, do some amazing things. That's the way I remember the story. That's now, clean. I, right hold on, wait. No, 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 wait a minute. So in this video shoot, he's supposed to actually make a cameo appearance. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so he was and he, and he was dancing. <laughs> when I like so when I the final video he didn't make the cut. They That's, kicked me out of the video. <laughs> I kicked that look. I kicked I kicked everybody out. I was in the video and I and I kicked myself out. I felt like it was the, the title of the video. It shouldn't have been no other guys really in there besides the ones who were rapping and singing. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, I, so a good you know, director knows how to cut. Yeah, yeah. My first video appearance, I got kicked out of. Yeah. <laughs> but we've been working together ever since, though. So, yeah, so is that because you're, you're guilty yeah. conscience? So you felt guilty, and so you were right. like, let me reach back out to Jay right. and bring him on another back. project. I just crushed his dreams of being in a music video. And I, yeah, but we still, we actually did shoot a music video. 
if, if, if we shot the Klondike bars music video. So we, yeah. we that's, but you know, I think, you know, one of the things that, that I, that caught me was uh, Jay's writing. His writing was like, you know, I, I, people don't think that I got the same kind of sense of humor. And so a lot of times we, we, we on the same page. So it was easy for me to like read his, read the scripts and just be like, Oh, okay, let's, we can do this. So we can do that. And it was just like, it just worked. Cool. Yeah. That, that is important. I, I write um, plays and I've worked with some directors where I was like, no, honey, you don't, you don't get it. You don't get me. You don't get what I'm trying to say. How you interpret mm-hmm. what I wrote is totally off. So we're going to have to part ways. Right. Um, so when you find somebody who gets your writing, that's important. That's a good, good relationship. All right. Oh, yeah. So the first, the first project y'all worked on was that one, which you just told. Okay. And then, so Jay, <laughs> when did you first start writing? Were you writing like in high school? Oh, no, I didn't write in high school. I thought anybody, I thought computer class was terrible. I hated Miss Corf. I hated everybody in computer Don't class. Don't say the names on here. <laughs> Lord, I'm gonna have to edit that out, and I'm bad at editing videos. I didn't wow. like. Maybe I hated typing. I was like, some. She was like, I had a typing class. I I don't want to be a secretary. That's all I thought typing was for. So okay. I didn't start writing <laughs> until 2010. Late what led you? What led you to writing? I I got a divorce, <laughs> and um. I just started figuring out, like, I needed something to do. So I just started writing all these old short stories that I, like, true events that happened. And I, I started filming them. And I'm like, these a little bit funny. Maybe I should keep going. So my first, like, nine short stories, I end up uh, making a movie based off of those characters, my first movie. Oh, okay. That's cool. So you just took your, well, back then, I guess you weren't were you using your phone to film, but you got a old-fashioned I, camcorder. I hired yeah. somebody that I thought knew what they were doing, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, he knew what he was doing, and he started. So you putting filming. everybody out there today? I cannot. You can't repost this now. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. We stuff. We done a lot worse. It worked out to okay. some degree. I'm just trying to. So I'm asking these questions because I want people to hear both of your journeys, like mm-hmm. where you started, because there's a lot of people out there that want to write. To see the work that y'all are doing, and are like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. How do I do it? So I it's always a, like to make sure that yeah, people tell oh, yeah. <laughs> tell the true story, like where it started, the the pitfalls, the joys, the ups and downs. So you just started to, recording. I had to beg. I wasn't even supposed to be in my first story. I wasn't. I never intended on acting. I tried to get people to do it. And nobody wants to do it. Nobody. Like I had to. I was begging people, "Hey, man, please do it." And then finally, I was like, "I'll do it myself." And I kept doing it myself. Okay. So when did you get to the point where folks were like, "Oh, okay, I, I want to act in your stuff. I, I want to okay. go ahead and help you realize your vision." Well, it wasn't until I want to say when we shot. Not another zombie Not movie. Zombie, that was yeah. my third movie and our first full feature movie together. Um, like the first scene of the movie, it was like supposed to be a zombie herd. And I put like a casting call out, like need extras for a zombie movie. And we shot it in front of Diesel's house. And so we were shooting the scene on the inside and the zombies were getting makeup on the outside. And our makeup guy named John, he came in, he like, hey guys, um, I'm running out of makeup. It's like, we looked out the window, it was a line of zombies around the corner. We had like wow. a whole and 19 people show up to be a zombie. 
did you all, Dante, did you uh, expect <laughs> that many people show up? <laughs> you know, walk. Uh, no, we didn't. And uh, man, like we are PA Phil. He came back in. I had just made a bunch of uh, release forms for, for extras. And me and Jay originally said, man, we would be cool if we had like 30 people. And, you know, all of a sudden he tells me, oh, we need more. We need more release forms. And I'm like, okay, how many? I said, I made like 40 release forms, man. And he says, we need like 40, we need 40 more. <laughs> right. And so we had about 50 release forms. And he, he tells me, oh, you, we need about uh, 40 more. And I say, what? And I said, well, how many people we got? He's like, he says, it's like 100 people out there. And I look out my window, and there's a line of people down my driveway and around the corner. <laughs> they going like going down the street, and uh, and the neighbors start coming out. And you know, we had already had it scheduled for. You know, I had I had already worked it out with with the uh, village to like block off the street and everything. And you know, but we didn't realize we were going to have that many people. So it, it kind of set the tone for what we were going to be doing. All right. Okay. Um, and so, Dante, tell me about being a director versus um, being a producer. What's the uh, difference? So everybody knows. I don't have to deal with what Jay usually has to deal with in terms of the, the people, because <laughs> I, you know, usually I handle more of the, the, the visual aspect, the setup, the whole scope of everything. You know, even 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 in doing, you know, being a producer and, and actually like kind of making phone calls to like different municipalities and getting permits and stuff like that. It, that that's time consuming, you know, paperwork, uh, you know, making sure you lay everything out. Like usually the process is when, when Jay writes a script, you know, and nine times out of 10, I have, I've written a couple scripts for like sketches, but most of the time he's writing everything. So he'll send me the script and then we'll just start mapping out everything. Usually, it doesn't take that long for me to kind of figure out, you know, what he like get on the same page is what he's thinking. So we start mapping everything out and, we, and we'll kind of, we'll bounce ideas off and I might say something. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> so, nice. you know, and so from there, I will actually uh, start, you know, writing like the shot list and, and, and kind of outlining everything, like, you know, how, how the scene should work and getting the visual aspect down. And then we just go from there. I mean, between we, we pretty much shared like the production uh, duties, you know, okay. in terms of, uh, you know, like, you know, locations, like getting you actually sometimes we were doing location scouting. There's been times we've driven to different locations and had to map it out and then make phone calls. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about that. Okay, the bridge. Okay. <laughs> the bridge. Yeah, we we map we map out a lot of different locations, and uh, you know, so it's it's just we we it's it's good actually when we have a team because you can actually share those duties with somebody, right. and you can kind of say, all right, Jay, you're gonna he he has to deal with the headache of dealing with some of the people that we deal yes. with or that we don't deal with anymore. <laughs> so, and. You know, me, I'm I'm so a lot of times I'm so bogged down at work too. It, it's like it's a little difficult for me to do anything like that. So I just kinda handle more of the, you know, the I ain't gonna say logistics, but you know, more of the technical side. Okay. All right. So you both work other jobs in addition to yep. mm -hmm. uh, 
Oh, wow. How do you find the time to do all of that? Because, I mean, about how many hours of shooting does it take to make a feature film? A lot. Uh, <laughs> it depends. Lot. Okay, so now you're doing all of that. How do you, so tell me how you fit that in with your full, I'm assuming you both work full time somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Most of our family, just about like 95% of the film, it takes place on a weekend when we're off and mm -hmm. when most people are available to shoot. So that works out. Mm -hmm. So we okay. just like for our last future movie, not another black movie, we basically shot every weekend from the end of May until oh. August. Right. Oh, wow. And, and occasionally we will get creative and we may shoot, you know, like on some nights, depending on locations or, you know, we we try to we we try and make it a little flexible, but like Jay said, for the most part, it's on the weekends. Okay. Now, did you two take classes or go go to school or anything to learn how to do what you do? I did. I did actually. I, I went. I I've, I've been doing this for about twenty <laughs> twenty one years now. Oh, wow. okay. And uh, yeah, I went to actually uh, graduated from Illinois State. You know, go Redbirds <laughs> and. I actually got a degree, in, my degree is in sociology, but I minor in cinema studies. Oh, and wow, okay. so I did, yeah, I did a short film when I was, when I was in college uh, that I wrote, produced, and directed, uh, 25 minutes short, it's a comedy. And uh, from there, I just, I pretty much got sidetracked because I got into TV news and I've worked in TV news. Actually today makes 17 years that I've officially oh, wow. been working yeah, in TV news. Congrats. I got my start. That's Thank you. I got my start down in uh, Peoria at NBC in Peoria. So nice. Okay. So Jay, what about you? Did you, did you ever take classes? Kind of like you you learn <laughs> through the process of doing. <laughs> you were out I, there on the ground. I've been winging it, man. I've been winging it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like um, I went to school. my first major was computer science. And then I kept getting teachers with heavy accents and I couldn't understand anything. So I quit that major <laughs> and I went to business administration, which was cool, but still nothing to do with writing. I had writing classes and I did great in a, and one of the teachers actually said, Hey, you should be a writer. I'm like, whatever lady, get out of my way. <laughs> I'm like, done. I don't want to type. <laughs> right. I want to type. I hated it. But so it wasn't until um, I went to the workforce. It was terrible. And I decided, hey, I'm gonna get this writing thing to try. <laughs> Start going on YouTube, find, hey, how do you properly format a script? And okay. I went to so you went to school to YouTube school. Nothing YouTube wrong with that. Right. YouTube University. <laughs> Nothing is wrong with that. Um, okay, so so the first movie was not another zombie movie that you two worked on together? Yes. Okay, so tell me about the inspiration for not another zombie movie because your humor, Jay. It's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just, I was sick of zombie movies. Like, at that time, it was like every month there was a new zombie movie, and it was like the same scenarios in the zombie movies. So I'm like, let's poke fun at zombie movies. Plus, I've never seen any black people make a zombie movie before. So I figured right, it would be cool. Right, right, right. Okay. So when you first wrote it, were you thinking just straight comedy all the way? Did you want it to be some type of horror or anything? Or you just were like, from the beginning to the end, I want people laughing. Right. I wanted to be gory. I wanted to like catch people off guard. Okay. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to be seen like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Or I didn't want like the typical things to happen. So what was one scene, and I'm going to ask uh, Dante, so since you directed this, what was, the, what was your most favorite scene in Not Another Zombie Movie? My favorite scene? Uh... 
you know, I, I, I would say the first scene, but it's not well the scene that was at, that I shot at my house, but that wasn't. I think it was the most difficult scene of all of them. <laughs> but what, uh, what was that? <laughs> we had to reshoot it. <laughs> okay, the world yeah, wants to, to know y'all inside jokes. You got to share. Had, I, I'll be I'll be the one to take the blame for this. We had somebody who didn't know how to be a zombie. And it took, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, when I said it was people outside getting makeup done, it took like five hours for them to figure out how to be a zombie. And it came out horrible and we had to reshoot it. Right. <laughs> and we didn't, and, and we did not get an opportunity to utilize the, the, the hundred zombies like we wanted to. So oh. that scene, to me, that, that scene could have been, it could have been better. But that was part of the reason why when we reshot it, it actually was better when we reshot it. But you know, Did you have a hundred uh, people lined up for the reshoot. Yeah, no, 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 no not for the reshoot, not for the reshoot. Then the end, the, it was an inside thing. So, uh, I'm trying to think. I think my my favorite scene in the movie was it's the part where uh, Jay is smoking weed. <laughs> I don't know why. That's probably okay. my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why? Why it was, is that? Was, that seems ordinary. That scene was like I remember. I, I don't know. It, initially, in like the script, it wasn't scripted out, and so I think it was like oh, the week we we're about to shoot, I actually wrote it out, like actually what was gonna happen in the scene. <laughs> so yeah. we went to what's that USC, I believe. They had like a, a laboratory. Yeah, where we were like rented out. Which I they had an old laboratory. Yeah. That yeah wasn't being used, so we so we rented it out and. uh it was just I don't know. It was the, the the way it looked was funny, but there's a part in there where he he gets ash on him, and and it, that that really happened. I really burned myself. <laughs> we, we were crazy. like, oh, <laughs> I don't smoke at all, so uh, okay. like pretending to smoke went terribly wrong. And so <laughs> I, as I'm smoking, a little ash like hit my body, and I freaked out, and they kept it, but Lord, it worked out. Lord. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we actually use that part in the movie. <laughs> so, okay, so what was um, Jay the most challenging scene to do on any other films? I think the one scene that me and Diesel really don't get mad a lot, but it was this one day in July when we were filming not another zombie movie. It was a, a few challenges in that mm -hmm. movie, but this one specific day in July, it was like a million degrees out. We had rented a bus, and it just seemed like everything was in slow motion. We were hot. We were sweating. And yeah. the thing about shooting in the Midwest, so we started in May. It was freezing outside. Mm -hmm. Right. So, it didn't happen. I, we had, everybody had, like, hoodies on, so I had to wear a hoodie through the movie because <laughs> I couldn't take it off from the scene before. So I'm in, it's in July. I had a hoodie on and jeans and, and it was just hot. Diesel was frustrated. We was ready to kill people. It was that, it was like really one of them days like, yo, I, we got to yeah. get out of here. Right. Okay. And we just kept the whole time. Me, we, me and him just kind of kept looking at each other like. We're going to laugh right now. Yeah. It was like, days that day. People are mess up. We're like, you know what? It's all right. Don't worry about it. We get mad every time somebody messes up. Like, yo, let's go. Yeah. 
We, I mean, we were setting up everything. We're on a bus with it's the first off, like he said, it's a million degrees and the bus is a confined space. We got to have it turned off because we can't have the AC or anything blowing and interfere with the sound. Right. So I'm, I'm there. I shoot too. So I'm there sweating and just like, I mean, it, we were getting frustrated. Yeah. I'd like to see y'all work. Cause y'all seem like y'all well, y'all bounce off of each other very well, and I have like a short fuse, so I'd love to learn from how y'all kind of stay calm. For that movie, I think it, it we learned a lot from that movie as far as like casting and different things, doing stuff on the fly. Because we had it was two different occasions where, or like a, a lead actor or somebody acting with lines, so to speak. Yeah. One guy told me he had football practice and he was running oh. late. Yeah, <laughs> and I had to rewrite. I had to call somebody else up to get over there. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. No, wait, wait. It wasn't just football. It was flag, flag football. football. Flag, it was football. flag football. He's in a league. Yeah. He's going pro or whatever. Um, <laughs> and it was more important than it, it, it was more important than possibly having your first big break. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy I replaced him with, I was like, "Hey, man, thanks for filling in. We're gonna need you like these two days. Can you do it? Sure, no problem." That day rolled around. He's like, oh, yeah, man, you know, I got real estate class. I can't get that at, like, 9 p.m. Like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> we end up killing him off, like, right away. And I just had oh, to wow. rewrite some stuff, like, rewrite a whole scene that he was supposed to be in later on. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we got a couple people yeah. in here. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Don Gillingham is like, Jay was all about baseball in high school. I guess he was <laughs> saying that early. I didn't even look. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He is tuning in today. All right. So I have a couple of questions, personal questions. So I'm a writer and I've been working on a couple of different projects that I'd like to get on the screen. I'm working on something Mm -hmm. I'm, um, it looks like it might be a decent series. And so for somebody like me who's trying to get started, who's one of those people who's like, no, I must go to school and I must take these classes and learn how to do it this way. And so I've done all those things. What would you say would be the next step to take? So let's say you have your script written out and you just have no clue what to do after that. You just have all mm-hmm. the words on the paper. Like what's the next step? Uh, I say just putting yourself in the right place. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, and people really learn. I learned this. I should, I learned it early on, but Meeting the right people is uh is very important, and so you know even having having the knowledge that you have taking the classes is one thing, but being around the right people people with especially people with experience is one of those things that you really benefit from. I mean, for me, like getting it, I, the way I got into TV news was you know it was because of somebody that I knew, regardless of you know the classes that I was taking, mm-hmm. and you know that's what kind of it it established for me, my career, but also for me to be able to learn not just news, but the TV side, the structure side, and then also to, to bring that into the film side. Nice. Okay. All right. So when I'm ready, I'll call you all. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I always, I'm not I always trying to tell film people. anything. I don't want to direct anything. I don't want to film anything. I want to take my words, hand them to somebody and say, make my dream come true. <laughs> well you got well it's good it's good to have input though i think you know i think as a, i think as a writer you know and all writers don't usually have input but I, I do think it's good to have some some input because everybody doesn't see your vision the way that exactly. you see it right and it's, it's it's rare that you you know like for like i say for me and jay to be able to be on the same page you know that's something that's rare but like a lot of times you won't you won't get that 
Yeah, yeah. We, we've seen people in certain situations where they write something and a company is shoot it and their vision does not come mm-hmm. out the way they want it and they're very upset about it. And right. I can, I, yeah. I understand 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a story. So I reached out to an Asian about eight months ago um, mm-hmm. to pitch my script. And, um, you know, I'm thinking this is a brother. He's going to be cool. And he was like, honey, I am underwhelmed. You need to bring me a lot more than that. And I was like, okay, all right, all right. I, my ego was so bruised that I didn't even touch it for another couple of months. And then I was like, well, I know people who go through agents to get their stuff, you know, up and running. But I also know that you two have gotten stuff on Netflix, on um, on Amazon, the series, Stepdad. So tell me a little bit about that process of getting to um, get into Amazon Prime with a series basically it's a sub submission process like you have to have everything filmed ready to go all your specs ready you have to actually create a caption file for the hearing impaired to enjoy um submit it to amazon and right now they're on like a two-month process Uh so you gotta be patient that's the main thing be patient um and and they'll let you know if it's approved or do you you might have to edit some things like some technical things with your movie so that's pretty much it and then from there you promote it you let everybody that loves you know like hey look at my work look at my vision (laughs) support Mm -hmm. please right 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 for sure and also also the one thing i think i'm I'm a caution people man because i know we we've talked about this in the past but distribution deals you know distribution deals with with distribution companies research the company you know and i'm not i'm not gonna say all companies are bad but research the company and make sure because some most most distribution companies that they're actually dinosaurs now you know now mm-hmm. a lot of people can do self-distribution you got all these different streaming streaming sites whether right. it be through you know uh amazon and, and there's other places uh you know indie network and what's the mm-hmm. afro uh afro, afro tv land. afro land tv okay. so you got a lot of different places man that that um What's the other one? Ambitions TV. It's in, and they're all in different regions. So don't you know rely on a distribution company you know to do your work. Try to you know I would say research it and do it yourself because okay. they at the end of the day you 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 get more out of that too and you learn more about the business by doing it yourself. Okay, yeah. and thank you for dropping those. So I'll put that in um, when I post this, repost everything, so people know where they can go. Um, to do that research for themselves. Yes. So what are your ultimate goals? I mean, Dante has an Emmy already, so what, what's next? I know, man. Uh, I want one of those. That would be great. That's what I'm uh, talking we, about. We, I, think, I think we're going to try and get one for I'm going right. to see if we can get one for stepdads, maybe. Right. That, that, that might be the next step. Okay. All right. I give everything to my mother to put up somewhere. Um, but uh, <laughs> it would be great to be a showrunner on us, so it be like the Black Dick, Dick Wolf. Have own oh, series wow. of shows. All yeah, right, so that would be amazing. Definitely. Yeah. I'm pissed because I actually met Dick Wolf, and uh, he was a, he was a nice guy. But I ain't have a, I I didn't have the opportunity to to go and uh, meet with and talk with him and his people because I was I was actually working and uh, I had to go shoot another story oh. and had to go and I had to go in the opposite direction. And we were asked if we were going up on elevator, and I was going down on the elevator. <laughs> yeah, those things happen. But yeah, I agree. That's a, that's the same thing, though. I it's, it's like 
you know, I, I, for a long time, even since I was a kid, I knew I wanted to be in TV and creating TV shows and um, being a showrunner. So it's the, the, I think the key is, is to continue to produce content. If you, you know, constantly write ideas that you come up with, keep writing them, even don't even let anybody discourage you. You know, people on a, a person's opinion is their opinion about your writing. You know, so if somebody says, well, you're going to have to come harder with it, like, well, shit, I come harder with it. <laughs> you know, just yeah. go back and, and figure it out. If you don't feel like anything is wrong with it, you know, you know, have mo- multiple eyes, check it right. out too right. and say, okay, look, multiple experience, experienced eyes, experienced people right. who can tell you and lead you in the right direction. But don't, I tell people, don't let anything discourage you. Right. Oh, don't worry. That agent is going to hear from me again. I had to just get myself right <laughs> and tighten up a few things. <laughs> I just wrote, uh, I wrote a pilot. I just finished it up. I want to say I started it three years ago. I wrote eight pages and I just finished. I just decided like, I'm going to finish it up during the quarantine. Yeah. So I, I gave it to a few people. They liked it. A few people I know. But then I sent it to a guy, um, a producer of uh, Impractical Jokers. And he gave me like a lot of tips. It wasn't like, don't erase, don't delete this, but add it up, like do this, add these things to to enhance it and add this correctly. It took eight revisions. Last night <laughs> was the last revision that he said. And it's a great script, but it's like, if I was like, hey man, ain't nothing wrong with my script, then right. it would be mm-hmm. the same script that I had in the beginning. <laughs> right. right. So one piece of advice is take constructive criticism and put yep. in the work. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my next question. What are some bits of advice that you would give somebody who's trying to um, write and get their content out there? In addition uh-huh. to Jay's bit just of advice there. I say just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. I mean, uh-huh. you know, any, any, any ideas that you have, write, in, write them down. Like I, I come up with so much stuff and, and, and a lot of times I'll just, you know, it's, for, fortunately for me, it stays in my head. I'm one of those uh-huh. people that I, I get ideas and they don't really leave. And so when I when I sit down to write and revisit it, it's just easy for me to write. But also write nice. what you know. You know, if you got if you have ex- personal experiences, you know, write what you know. But you know, those are just some some key things that I think is important because I know for a long time, like me, I had writer's block. And when I met Jay, I was still like I wasn't really writing. I was doing more like music videos. Still, like I say, working in TV. But I had started, I had really stopped writing and I, I, had meet, I had met a block. And so it wasn't really until like within the last couple of years, I think I really start getting back into it when I wrote the um, Our Boys in the Hood sketch was when I really started like, okay, now I'm back at it. Okay. All right. Okay. So what was the, um, like, what made you write Choke on That? <laughs> I've always been a fan of a uh, sketch comedy and uh-huh. it's been a while since like since it's a pale show when it's been uncut sketch comedy and you know expression I like to so express- that is a sexual reference in case people were wondering I don't know I'm asking it's not it's not it's basically not. I, wrote, I wrote it because I was in a situation dealing with a person and it's like it's basically like choke on my success not like a sexual rep. Oh, so this is, I'm glad you cleared that up. Right. People, think, uh, people always think that's what it means. It, the title actually, it catches people. Because I just told yes. some people the other day, and they were like, oh, I'm going to watch that. But they remember it, though. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clearly, because I just said it. So I'm like, yeah, I'm hoping it right. Okay. There was nothing sexual about it at all. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Um, let me see. Some folks have some questions. I usually ask a few friends. I'll say, I have some people coming on, so like, just send me some questions. You might want to ask them whether or not you're actually going to be on the Facebook Live. So... Um, what are some festivals that you all have submitted your films or a series to? And what was that process like? Um, do you, or do you submit to a lot of film festivals yeah, or anything? Do, I haven't in a while. Like, we were in one last summer, and I was going to do some, like, right when the quarantine started, but mm -hmm. everything, like... But we, our first one, it was for none of the zombie movie. It was the Inglewood Film Festival. Yeah. Um, held by Mark Harris, and, you know, they screened the film. It was great. That was, like, my first film festival ever. Okay. <laughs> and um, what else? I think mine was mine was before that because we did the short, which actually I did a short. I directed a short film with uh, director Ken Hoy, who he's, he's the writer of uh, Mollywood. But we did, a, we did a short film, and Jay was one of the producers on that. And uh, that was, like, our first I think that was my first film fest. Well, no, take that back. My first film festival was when I was in college. Uh, but it, after years after that, the first one for a short was for uh, 3825 Forgiveness, which is a short film that I did. And then, like you said, uh, not another zombie movie. Okay. And you know what makes me mad about film festivals? Like, you submit them, say, like, you won't till like, November or something if your film got like accepted or not and then if you don't you like you know what i wait all this time for nothing but you're doing other work in the meantime but that's like a yeah. long time for disappointment <laughs> so like mm -hmm. I'm, give it to me up front <laughs> i hear you yeah, especially hear you. especially when you're submitting to like international film festivals and you know you you want to you sometimes you wait and you want to plan around that because you know you have to plan in advance for a lot of that stuff so mm -hmm. it is kind of like if you don't get accepted it's a little disappointment in it yeah Understandable. Okay, so I have another question. So what, my brain just went dead. I had this question I've been holding on to for y'all. My brain just went dead. Hmm. That's bad. You just, I'm, I'm your, your brain just went on pause. Your, your brain just paused. Literally, <laughs> like, I have no clue just what happened there. Are y'all working on any projects right now that you're really excited about? We were in the middle of filming Stepdads and mm -hmm. finishing up season two of Choke on That. And okay. it came to a screeching halt when the world caught on fire. So yep. we, we just have to wait until it's safe, until everyone feels comfortable to um, start filming again. So tell everybody yeah, about Stepdad. Tell everybody the show's premise and all of that. Well, uh, there's you have Mike and you have Jerry. They're brothers. And they actually came up in the foster system. And uh, so the thing is, one guy's white, one guy's black. And, uh, yeah, we, we know that. <laughs> and, and so with our character, Mike, is um, his fiance dies. And so he is left to uh, take care of her kids. And so that's when the comedy ensues because his brother, Jerry, is uh, an interesting character played by Jay Davis. <laughs> so, so are any of these characters um did they come from anybody in your real lives or anything or is this just stuff that just popped up in your head um jerry is an enhanced um version of myself 
if if like if I wasn't an introvert, yeah, <laughs> if, if I wasn't an introvert, I would be Jerry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I just want to I just want to say, man, the, the kids also, man, that that dope. That the kids are like they. I honestly, no offense, Jay, to you and Ben, but the kids make the show because, and we know this. They are. They are great. Now, I have a question because I have kids or a kid, I should say. And I'm like, so y'all film and talk about these things in front of them? But I guess that was... <laughs> Look, my, my kids have been in, my kids have been in several of these projects. So, it, yeah, I've, I've, well, how, my, does, yeah. how does that work? It's like, been certain times, like when we was doing the table read, um, like the first table read and they was actually reading i'm like man i gotta take some of these words out <laughs> like i gotta like to myself like yeah i gotta change some stuff up. it was just weird talking to them but mm-hmm. then the moms are cool about it and everything like that so because the kids been on like um jory's been on like a lot of shows he's been on like chicago pd and stuff like that so i'm sure she's heard bad words before and it's nothing really overtone <laughs> yeah yeah, that, that was one thing I was concerned about, but I not, but mm-hmm. I asked the parents. I'm like, "Are you okay? Are you comfortable with it?" And they were fine. And the kids mm-hmm. haven't asked any questions, like, "What does this mean?" Or <laughs> not yet, not not yet. So I I think that's that's coming. That's coming. <laughs> okay, I, I guess y'all like guys. I don't know. As a woman, I feel like well, I can't do this with kids. No, you know what? Because the age are at, like my kids are around the same age. Like my son, my son will be fourteen next week. My daughter's nine. So it's it, it's kind of like after a while you realize, look, they're getting older. You're not gonna be able to hide too much from them. So you know, and and like I think about we we all me and Jay always talk about this. The the way I think we both came up similar ways. Like my parents, I was watching Eddie Murphy Raw and and Robert Townsend, Partners in Crime, and, and Hollywood Shuffle, and I was like eight, <laughs> you know, like like seven, eight years old. And, you know, whatever was on TV that they were watching, I was watching. Yeah. Really? I was a complete yeah. opposite. But I'm sure my brother probably was doing watching that stuff. I just wasn't, but okay, <laughs> all right. Well, that's exciting. Um, I'm sure we all are waiting to get some more episodes of Step Dads and all the other shows and choke on that. So that's yes. exciting. So in the meantime, Jay is writing like crazy. I'm assuming you are actually typing as opposed to handwriting. I am typing. So you, you learned how to type? <laughs> yeah, I learned how to type. I'm actually pretty good at typing. Miss Corf, just, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Miss Corf. And maybe speaking. <laughs> yeah, thanks to her, he can pump out a script real quick. Real quick so. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So before... um. Before we get off here, are there any bits of advice or anything you want to say to folks to uh, let them know about the work that you're doing or to give them encouragement um, for their journey of writing and getting things out into the world? Don't go seeking people's approval when you're creating. Mm-hmm. It's, it's your creation. People don't have to support you. They don't have to share none of your stuff. You got to make them share. You got to make something so great. They're like, you know what? I got to share this. But don't be expecting people's approval when you first start out. Okay. All right. What about you, yeah. Dante? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's, you know, it's subjective. People's opinions are subjective. So, you know, everybody's going to have a different opinion. So you just got to go out there and do it and put it out there in front of people to see. And understand that you're going to get criticism. You're going to get people who love it. 
you know, right. you got to take the good with the bad. Right. Um, the, the best thing I can say is just don't stop. If it's something that you truly feel passionate about, yeah. don't stop doing it. Nice. Look, we were in LA and we met with a lady and she said, Hey, have you ever thought about getting somebody to, to play you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the worst yeah. thing I've ever heard. I'm like, uh, no. And, so, you know, I, that, yeah, I, it was, I, I, I wasn't, you know, usually I'm the one doing a lot of talking when we have these meetings. And this is probably the first time that I wanted to walk off. And I was, <laughs> oh, I was, I wasn't saying, I wasn't saying anything. She started saying all this stuff and like, you know, so Jay, you know how Jordan Peele has people playing, you know, I noticed you play a lot of your characters. You ever want, you wanted somebody to play yourself or you want somebody to play you? You should have somebody to play you. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm so, like, the purpose of you meeting with us is because, you know, the stuff that we've done where he's starring as himself. <laughs> so until y'all hear something that bad, though, that terrible. Wait, wait, that wait. No, 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 no. That was, that was one worse because this was also in L.A. Okay, where let me they, it. it was another meeting where we're talk, we show the boys in the hood sketch. And this person says, now, see, you got to explain to people what this is because some people might not know what boys in the hood is. It's like, I don't know what boys in the hood is. And this is a black man from LA. And you're like, you know what? That's just sad. <laughs> That's yeah. not our problem. Yeah. That's your problem. Right, right, right. Right. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. That was one worse. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember my question. So a lot of people think it takes tons of money to be a producer, but you are both producers. So did you have to have a million dollars in the bank to produce your own work? You don't have to have a lot of money, but you got to understand that you got to invest in yourself and you know that's what's key I, I i'm not gonna lie like i invested in law and all my equipment and everything like that over the years and so it does it's a significant amount of money even if you you're renting or whatever but you know i tell people use what you can until you can get to that level you know your creativity mm -hmm. is what's gonna what's gonna really sell you know you have if you if you're creative and you have that mindset and, and you just you know you're resourceful you can move up the ladder and get to that point. Nice. I like that. All right. That's a great way to close out. Thank you, gentlemen, for this time. I might have to have you all back. If folks have more questions on the background about um, anything, you all were phenomenal guests. So thank you all. Thank you. And we look forward to seeing more of your work in the future. Thanks again for listening. This episode has been brought to you by Fit Life Give, a Black-owned, queer, and trans-friendly luxury mobile spa. Fit Life Give specializes in couples and individual massage, from corporate events to spa and pamper parties all across the Chicagoland area. Massage is a form of fitness, and you need to have a fit-filled life in order to give to others. So book Fit Life Give for your next event or personal service. That's fitlifegive.biz.